Jeff Capel and Pitt's men's basketball are trying to build something, and they did a little bit of that by getting two commitments from the DS Gramtons. We will talk about those guys, how they potentially fit into the rotation, and then we will also talk about Marquette guard transfer Greg Elliott to talk about his chances of maybe coming here and what he would add to the lineup. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbaugh, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that great stuff, turn on the notification bell. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review and give us some feedback. Now, folks, today I want to talk a little bit about the Pitman's basketball situation because they have had a few things happen to them while we were talking about all the Jordan Addison stuff and the saga going with that. Pitman's basketball was still making some moves, and they did get two very key, very key, pieces to their squad in Guillermo Diaz-Graham and Jorge Diaz-Graham. Pitt beat out a few solid schools for this, including UMass, Utah, other schools as well. And Diaz-Graham twins are a a few guys that have kind of blown up late, uh, if you will. Uh, Guys that haven't been known much. But here's the thing. When I I say you look at these guys, and I say they blew up late. Well, there's got to be a reason why. One, they're on the Spanish market, right? They're, they play at the Canary Islands. You don't get a ton of exposure over there in Spain. So they come to IMG late, and you essentially have a really weird recruitment where Guillermo seems like the n- number one guy coming into the year, and he has a really good year, and he does his things. But Jorge Diaz-Graham is actually the one that ends up really blossoming. It ends up actually the higher rated of the two on most recruiting services. So really, you actually have a guy in Jorge who is now the biggest pearl, if you will, of this haul. But Pitt learned from their last mistake when they didn't take the other twin, right? When they didn't take Justin Champagne with Julian Champagne, right? When they took Justin Champagne, didn't take Julian right away, it hurt him. And Julian ends up being a pretty great player going to the NBA draft this year. And you miss out on a really good player who was great at St. John's. Now, that's not always the creed to live by. Sometimes that the one twin is not as good as the other. But I think this is a situation where both of these guys are really good players in terms of where they stack up against each other. Now, Jorge is a guy that has just blown up out of nowhere because he has really improved his game, I think, from, say, just a guy that can work down in the post a little bit to a guy that that is a sniper at his size. You're not going to find many guys at Jorge Diaz-Graham's size. He's almost seven foot where he can shoot the rock like this because Jorge Diaz-Graham can flat out shoot the basketball. And that is something you look at. 
because he is a guy that has improved and has stocked up the seven foot tall and can now shoot the lights out of the basketball. And he is really that special kind of spark you look at when you say, okay, what is Pitt actually getting here? Well, you're getting a guy in Jorge Diaz Graham who didn't come up as the guy who he is until now. So if you're a seven-foot guy with solid handles that can drive to the basket, has good athleticism, and can shoot the three, well, you'd expect that you would be able to get higher major offers. Well, when you blow up this late in the process, it can be a little tough in that regard. And so that's really what happened, right? That is really what happened here. So when I look at Jorge Diaz-Graham, I I think you're getting a guy that has the special size shooting combination, a guy that can play the four, play even a stretch five. You're getting a guy with that special combination they don't find very often. Pitt hasn't had very often. And then you look at Guillermo, who has kind of similar things going for him. Great passer, can shoot the rock really well. And the guy really has a good handle. He's about 6'11", 6'10". So you have two guys that are 6'10 plus, that can shoot the rock, have decent athleticism for their size, really just move well. They run the floor at a high level for their size. And now you tie it all together with this team. Because it is not necessarily always a great fit for these guys. Because you have to specifically cater to stretch fours and stretch fives. Now, they can impact a lot. But if you don't have the right impact down low, if you don't have the right presences down low, and Pitt certainly does with John Hughley, then things can go kind of awry, right? Pitt does have that guy, though, down low in Hughley to where you figure, okay, we could get something going here. You know, John Hughley can make something happen and can actually benefit from the Diaz Graham twins because they'll just spread the floor out for him. Now, there are some things to look at. I think that these guys have really high ceilings, right? Because of the, the shooting ability that they have, which is just special in that regard. You don't find many guys like that. You don't find many guys that can run the floor like they do. You don't find many guys that can move like they do at their size. But also, they are a little lean. So they're going to need to add some weight onto their frames. Um, So this is going to be important. So they're not going to be guys that are going to bang down low, right? That's not really what we're looking at here in the Diaz Grand Twins. What we are looking at here, and I wouldn't call them projects either, because I think that there are very specific things that they can do this year. And I, I truly believe that they could play this year. I don't think they're going to be their best forms yet this year. But I do think that the Diaz-Graham Twins can come in and be guys that can give you some shooting off the bench, that can play the 3-4, um, can play those positions. They're not going to bang down low, but they can catch, make a catch and shoot, drive and penetrate. They have a nice floater game. Uh, so they have different things that you kind of look at that you really like in that regard um, because, because you love that, right? I mean, you love that ability. And so when when I actually look at them, 
is that they have so much upside in their game. I think you love that because you needed that. You needed that type of upside with the Diaz Graham twins, right? Because Jorge right away can shoot lights out. So he's going to play right away because while he might lack a little bit of strength on defense and that might limit his ceiling year one, if you have that ability at seven foot to shoot the rock like he does, he's going to play right away. So you're going to get immediate contributions from these guys, and they're still going to have a ton of upside after year one. I think that's the big thing to look at with the DA's Graham twins. I will. I still want to keep talking about them, their impact on the team, and then get over to Greg Elliott. But first, folks, let me let you know about Built Bar. Because, listen, Built Bar is rolling out a new flavor, the Birthday Cake Puffs. All you have to do is imagine – dipping your finger into a plastic tube of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 130 calories with 16 grams of protein. Folks, this is what a birthday cake puff from Built Bar really is. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a secret because that's what friends do, folks. You need to try the Built Bar puffs. They taste like clouds. They are so soft. They are great, and they are delicious, flavored with a marshmallow type texture you're going to love these a low amount of sugar a low amount of net carbs high in protein and only 150 calories with the birthday cake puffs so go to built.com and order the birthday cake puffs now go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 off your order use the promo code lock 15 for 15 off at built.com All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. We're continuing to talk through Jorge Diaz-Graham and Guillermo Diaz-Graham. And I want to talk about their year one impacts because we talked about upside, right? The upside these kids have, and they do, and they need to still add a little bit of weight to their frame. And they still need to understand the nuances of defense, right? Not that they aren't great defenders. They they aren't at that high level yet. They still don't understand the nuances of, say, college game. Uh, you know, how are they going to defend? Are they going to defend three through five? Or because if they're going to defend five, they're obviously going to need to add more on the frame. I, as you know, as a guy like Armando Baycock, going to give him a lot of trouble, right? It probably will. And so, you know, you're going to put a lot of defensive onus on John Hughley in that regard. And that's maybe not what you want uh, super much of. So when I look at what I think of a guy like Jorge Diaz Graham, right? That shooting ability is going to be what's going to get him right on. He's going to play because he can shoot the ball lights out right away. And I think that's the extreme thing. Because he's not a starter right right away, right? But he's a guy that can be the backup at the four. So if you're starting Blake Henson, for example, Jorge can be the backup. If you're starting John Hughley, well, who's the guy that could potentially be the shooting option off the bench? Guillermo. So you have guys that can come in here and now spell for, say, 15 minutes a night and give you some real shooting prowess. And this is also kind of the argument with Nate Santos to a lesser degree was that when you actually looked at Nate Santos last year, the shooting stroke was there. He just didn't have the consistent defensive prowess, and so he was overthinking everything else, and so the shot didn't fall. Now, you hope that doesn't happen with the Diaz-Graham twins. It could happen, but they played at a high level. They played in the FIBA Cup, uh, so you know they have played at a high level internationally, coming from Spain. 
But you do look at this group and say, okay, potentially what could happen here is that you have two guys that can give you minutes off the bench and go hyper-offensive with them. And that's exactly what you need. Again, they might not be plus defenders right away, but they can run the floor, play up-tempo, and I believe that Pitt wants to play up-tempo this year. So that'll help. And what they can do is they can pull some guys off John Hughley, right? And you hope that Nate Santos takes that leap of faith again. Because I think that that's going to be very important for when you try and kind of put this whole team together. You know, you're going to need shooting. And Nate Santos taking that leap is going to be one of those things that is going to be very important. He's going to need to get that consistency with his shot. And so I really look at it and say, okay, you can help take the onus off John Hughley so he's not going to get double teamed down low on the block, right? And he also doesn't have to play out on the perimeter. Doesn't mean he can't shoot the three. He just doesn't have to shoot them very often. But if a guy leaves him wide open and he can drain, he can. But now you can isolate him on the block one-on-one. And if you're going to roll down and try to double-team him, well, he's going to have an outlet for a catch-and-shoot guy right in the corner in one of the D.S. Graham twins. That's what you need if you're John Hughley. So take some of the pressure off John Hughley. And I think that the D.S. Graham twins are going to add to that. And I think that's why Nate Santos improving is also kind of important for this because then you can get a guy who can play two through four, really two through three more, uh, that can potentially add to shooting. And then you can do even more shooting laps. And this is kind of where Greg Elliott comes in because you could eventually turn that into Nelly Cummings, Greg Elliott, Nate Santos, Jorge Diaz-Graham, and John Hughley, and you could have a, a, a team with three really solid shooters on the floor, and that's kind of what you would like to happen, right? So you're hoping that he can play right away. I, I think that Jorge Diaz-Graham is going to play right away at the very least. And Guillermo is going to play the four through five kind of sparingly. So I think that there is a really cool upside with these guys. Uh, that, that is really good. And I think you have to be a little bit excited about in that regard. But let's transition over to Greg Elliott, right? Because Marquette guard transfer comes in and it's the same type of mantra with the Diaz Graham twins. Now the Diaz Graham twins are, pretty much freakazoids in the fact that they are over seven feet or near seven feet and have real handles and can shoot the basketball, right? Greg Elliott, a little bit of a different story. Now we're talking about a guy coming from Marquette who has been there for four years, has dealt with a lot of injuries. And that has been kind of the thing that has held him back from being, you know, as good as he could be. And that's really what sucks because you look at the ceiling with a guy like Greg Elliott, and it's so obvious what it is. He's a sharpshooter who shot 44% from beyond the arc. He's got it for his career, shoots over 40% from downtown. This is a guy that can absolutely shoot the crap out of the basketball. And on a legitimate NCAA tournament team, we're talking about a guy that came in and can really play well. And had seven points off the bench on an NCAA tournament team that could shoot the ball 
crazy lights out. And when you give him the right ecosystem to do that in, he really turns into a dangerous player. Because you see some of his big performances against teams like UConn, Butler, 14 against Villanova, 25 against DePaul. You see 22 against UCLA, 18 against Xavier. Like You see some of these big performances he puts up last year. And so this is a guy that can come in immediately and give you some more of that shooting ability because you're going to need that more and more than ever. Teams need shooting in the modern game of basketball. And Pitt right now doesn't have a true shooter at guard, right? So they have Nike Sabandi, Nelly Cummings, and Jamaris Burt, which isn't a bad room, but definitely need to add someone else to that room that could shoot the lights out. You still haven't replaced Ithiel Horton. And so I think that's what Elliot would come in to do. But let's discuss what Elliot could do, the likely chance that he lands here at Pitt, and kind of that whole complicated situation. But first, let me let you know about BetOnline, because our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball sports, fights, and even next season NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. And so we're going to continue to talk here about Greg Elliott. Because as I said, sharpshooting guy, more of a catch and shoot guy that can't create off dribble. So he's not going to be a creator. He's not a shot creator, but if you get him in open space, he can make those threes and he can make things happen, right? Maybe not even a plus defender. Just a guy that could shoot the lights out of the basketball. And there is a very real, very real type of guy that can fit into that, right? And the injuries have just held him back. So maybe you have some upside here as well. But you get some vet leadership as well. Uh, that's an old guard room if he comes in, but it's more leadership from that guard room, and Elliott can play that off-ball role, that catch-and-shoot role, and really come off the pick-and-roll action, do a lot of different things, and allow John Hughley to kind of live down low. And that's the most important thing, is that you really need to allow John Hughley to live down low on that block without getting mobbed. Every two seconds. I think Greg Elliott can allow you to potentially do that. And so every shooting acquisition is going to be important. They probably need more beyond Greg Elliott as well. One more shooter would be nice. Right? But Elliott comes on his official visit this weekend to Pitt. So he's here. And he is a guy that is presumably not even scheduling other visits which I find to be extremely interesting because, folks, that specifically makes him a high-priority target because you potentially have a chance to get him before anyone else even gets him on campus. And we'll see if that happens. But we know for a fact that Pitt has been able to to get him on campus, that he has talked to John Hughley, that he has seen around. 
Pitt immediately has that leg up. Regardless of what happens, Pitt has that leg up. And that's going to be very important for the Panthers here. But there's other things here to look at as well. Because Greg Elliott is going to be a guy that 100% is coming off the bench. But he's also a guy coming from Marquette and Jake Prezzuti, who is a staff member on Pitt's basketball staff, works here. Why is that important? Because there is a rule here where if you have coached a guy for more than two years, right, and you move to a non-assistant coaching position, technically you can't bring the guy with you ever. And so that would be a violation of the rules if Pitt were to bring in Elliott. But what they could do is potentially get a waiver from Marquette Signing off, allowing Elliott to transfer to Pitt. Now, there's not really anything that should prevent that, but it is something to note when we're talking about, okay, there's more on the board than just he's got to commit, and he does have to commit, and you have to sell on everything. But you also have to get that waiver from Marquette. You have to work around everything. And that, my friends, is 100% the important thing is that you have to get it signed off even if he wants to commit. Now, there are probably other teams circling around and and trying to get him on campus, as they should be, right? Good shooters just don't come around the grapevine all that often. And anytime you can get as many good shooters on the roster as you can, it's better for your program. Shooting is the most important thing in basketball nowadays. It, he, it really is. So Greg Elliott coming to Pitt would really be important to take some of that pressure off other guys and, and allow Pitt to open up some drive lanes and replace it to Horton, which they really do have to do. It needs to happen for Pitt. Because right now, when you look at Elliott and the roster immediately becomes the best shooter on the roster. If he commits and they need that type of shooter on the roster. Now outside of him, say Greg Elliott does commit. What else would you need? I think you still need another big, right? You would like one more guy in there to potentially work behind John Hughley or to potentially be that guy as insurance, right? Don't want to put all of that onus right away on the Twins. Now, you would like for the Twins to be great and ready to go right away, but you don't want to put that right on them and say, okay, this is actually too much for them, so let's back off. And then you look around, you're like, wait, we have no other options. So bring in another big for big depth. I think that that would work. I also think you can look at this team adding maybe another guard that can shoot as maybe more of a defender, but you can also look at that as a wing. A 3-and-D wing is still something they haven't added this offseason. And so maybe they look to add one of those 3-and-D wings. Because that's very important for Pitt. If you add a 3-and-D wing, I think that you actually get Pitt to a competent level of shooting to a degree. And you also have lineups to where you can interchange them and match up against teams defensively, which I still don't think they have. And Elliott really won't help that. 
So you're kind of sacrificing some defense, but if you add a 3 and D wing, you can get the best of both worlds. So when I actually look at this overall, I take a lot of good things away from what Pitt could get with Greg Elliott. But there's still those holes that they need to kind of close in. They need to cinch through. They really need to understand, okay, we are not done if we add Greg Elliott. They should fill up all their scholarships, add another big, add another 3 and D wing. And I think maybe we can be talking about something then. But I don't think until then that we can truly say that this team's going to be 100% better because it is such a tough ecosystem in the ACC that's 100% going to improve. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. As always, make sure to listen to all the other episodes that we post here. We'll be back tomorrow. And, folks, as always, as we end it, hail to Pitt.